This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. And welcome to Best Thoughts for Pets. I'm your show host, Michelle Fern. So what do you do when you have a dog that chews up everything and just nothing satisfies him or her? My last fur babe that was into everything was a him, so I just go that way. Anyway, I have a great suggestion for you. My next guest, his company makes the most unique dog chews that will keep your dog entertained for a long, long time. We'll be right back. Hey everyone, Michelle Fern here. Natural Farm is the best place to go for collagen sticks and foley sticks and gullet sticks made with all natural ingredients, free from preservatives, artificial coloring, and chemicals. They have some great new products, such as stuffed collagen sticks in bully stick peanut butter and chicken flavor, power bully sticks made from beef cheek and pizzle, and of course their peanut butter flavored collagen sticks. Go to naturalfarmpet.com and use the code BESTBETS15 for 15% off storewide. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back, everyone. I'd like to welcome Adam Baker. He is the owner of Soda Pub. Welcome, Adam. Thank you. Nice to be here. Thanks, Michelle. So great to have you on again, because I know you were in Best Bets for Pets. It was quite a while ago. So for everyone who maybe hasn't heard um, of you before, Soda Pup, where did you get that name? It's it's so <laughs> it's very cool, but I mean, I could guess, but... Yeah, well, so our, so our first toy ever was a rubber treat dispenser and chew toy in the shape of a soda can. And we didn't want to call ourselves can toy or soda can. So we thought soda pup and uh, it stuck. So here we are all these years later. (laughs) All these years later with all these other brands under the soda pop name and everything. And there you go. Well, you know, they say, they say you never forget your first, right? (laughs) Right. It's almost Friday. We need to have fun. I mean, it's hump day, but it's close enough. So I love it. Soda Pump. Okay. So under Soda Pump, there's a whole bunch of other brands. You have USA Canine, Mutt's Kick Butt, Industrial Dog, Spotnik, Dogtastic. You have a lot of different products like um, lick mats and chews and and um my new favorite that I saw at Global, the Honeypot Treat Dispenser. Yeah, that one's been incredibly popular. Let's talk about that one before we get into some of your other treats. Let's talk about the brand newest one. Sure. So the Honeypot, uh, we launched, gosh, I guess it was late last summer, and it is currently our number one SKU in the product line. What is it? So it's a rubber toy. It's a treat dispenser. It's not really designed for chewing, but it is an open-topped treat dispenser in the shape of a honeypot. So if you're a Winnie the Pooh fan, it bears a resemblance to the Winnie the Pooh type of honeypot. It's super cute. And, you know, you can fill it with uh, moist ingredients or dry ingredients. You can put broths in there. You can pop it in the freezer. And it's a great, it's a great way to feed your dog. It's a great way to give your dog snacks. So it's really an enrichment toy. 
And it's unique because it's got an open top. Most treat dispensers have smaller openings where your dog really has to work to get the contents out. So why did you make it so easy for your dog? It's not easy. It's just a different, it's a different application. So so if you think about like the full spectrum of enrichment products out there, on, on one end of the spectrum, you've got a slow feeder bowl, which is shallow and very wide. And on the other end of the spectrum, you've got, say, a rubber treat dispenser that has a small opening and maybe it has teeth in the opening to keep uh, treats from tumbling out, right? So your dog really has to work. And so the way we've been thinking about this is that there's a spectrum of products that we could create that provide different types of enrichment. And so this honeypot is, you know, maybe to the right of a traditional treat dispenser and to the left of a traditional slow feeder bowl. And we have a lot of other products that fit within the spectrum. We've got lick mats, which are, you know, eight inches in diameter, but very, very shallow, like, you know, a quarter of an inch deep. And then we've got um, what we call E-trays. These are like shallow, slow feeder bowls, but they're only an inch tall, but they have complex patterns. So your dogs have to work to get the food, you know, from these patterns. And so we view the honeypot as kind of occupying uh, one spot on this progression of different types of enrichment products that provide different types of challenges. You know, the reality is that dogs love variety just like we do. And so you really don't want to use the same device or the same lick mat or the same slow feeder bowl all the time. But if you have a number of products and you and you mix them up, so each day is different for your dog, that's actually more enriching, it's more engaging for them, it's more entertaining for them as well. Yeah, the honeypot is used differently than a traditional treat dispenser. For example, we've got a, a we have a treat dispenser in the shape of an ice cream cone. And the opening on that has teeth in it, and you can put dry kibble in there, and your dog can roll it around and try to get the, the, the kibble out. Uh, and it's really challenging. Let me ask you, Sarah, let me ask you this. Yep. So I get the honeypot treat dispenser and that it is, you know, a different type of, as you said, an enrichment for your dog. It's a little bit of a challenge. But you're not going to put kibble in it necessarily. You're going to put wet foods in there. Right. right. Very, very popular with people that feed raw, as an example. Right. Very popular. By challenging your dog with different types of toys, and different types of things, like you said, it's it keeps your dog challenged, less bored, and bored less boredom leads to you know less bad behavior usually. Mm-hmm. So, is it kind of like, in a sense, when you buy all the toys and you leave them all out, and then they play with them all and they get bored, where you should only bring out a couple at a time? Yeah, absolutely. It's better to do to keep all the toys hidden away and then give your dog one toy at a time. Um, right. So Not to overwhelm. So honeypot treat dispenser is a lot different than say, let's talk about lick mats. Cause even though they've been out there for a while, mm-hmm. not everybody knows about them or what they do or what the purpose is and how that enriches your dog and entertains your dog. Yeah. So I think, you know, the thing to point out is that dogs have natural foraging instincts and they've evolved to develop these foraging instincts so that they could eat, so they could find food and, and survive. And, you know, now when you feed uh, a dog out of a bowl, it's it's somewhat unnatural and they tend to eat too fast, which is not good for their gut health um, and it doesn't engage their mind. And so the idea with all of these products, whether it's a honeypot or a lick mat or a sofitable or an e-tray, um, these are all designed to engage your dog's mind because it will lead to them being happier uh, and more engaged. So lick mats. So we entered the lick mat market actually during the pandemic. 
And I did it out of a personal necessity because I was uh, working more from home and I had more, you know, Zoom conference calls and I needed to find a way to keep my black lab busy. He's a rescue and very needy. So I had to keep him busy for a full 45 minute conference call. And so I actually bought existing products in the market, existing lip masks, and I, I tried them. And I pretty quickly identified the things that I liked and the things that I didn't like. And, you know, what I didn't like was my dog could lick one clean in about five and a half minutes. So it, it didn't get me through the Zoom call. And they were kind of flimsy and they didn't hold up well in the dishwasher and things like that. So, so we set out to build a better lick mat. And so ours tend to be 40 to 60% heavier than the competition. They have an array of different types of patterns. So the idea here is you smear soft food into the surface of the lick pad, and then your, your dog has to work to get the food out of the texture. And so um, what we've done is we have lots of different designs. And, you know, they're really fun and compelling for the consumer who's buying them, but they also retain food better than most of the competition. And so we have different levels of difficulty. Some of our patterns are quite easy. So if your dog is not terribly food motivated, that would be a better choice. For my dog, Buddy, the Black Lab, who devours everything, we developed a very, very difficult mat. It's called the Jigsaw. And it takes him a long time to, to get it clean. And he's very persistent because he's very, very food motivated. It's also, you know, full disclosure, the Jigsaw is a little bit harder to clean as well, as you can imagine. So um, anyway, we have this whole range of lick mats that have varying degrees of difficulty, and you can match your dog's food drive with the, the correct pattern. Let's talk about, you also have a lot of nylon chewables. Yep, we have nylon chew toys. The biggest thing I hear, complaints I hear about pet parents with nylon chewables is getting the right one so that their dog doesn't destroy it in minutes. And, you know, in either like chew toys or nylon chewables or, you know, because a lot of dogs just go through them. They're, you know, the powerful jaws and they're just gone. What is the range of nylon chewables or chew toys that you have? And how do you select the right one for your dog? Well, so I should first describe what our philosophy is, which is to think outside of the bone. Most nylon chew toys are bone shaped, which is fine, but dogs don't actually show a preference for bone shapes. I have a question. So where did the bone shape come from? Well, I think the people that designed the first products like this, and you know, I, I suspect it was a company like Nylabone, they just assumed that because dogs like bones, real bones, that they should design a dog toy in the shape of a bone. Ah, interesting. Okay, thank you. But that doesn't mean that a dog actually prefers a bone shape. And so our first philosophy with nylon toys is to think outside of the bone. So we do all kinds of shapes. We have lots of seasonal items like nylon Christmas trees and snowflakes and bats. And, you know, we've got pipe wrench, uh, nylon chew toys, all kinds of really, really fun shapes. And so it's entertaining for, for the customer as well as for the dog. So that's the, the first thing. The second thing we did was we asked ourselves, could we actually make our nylon chew toys do something more? And so we started designing a lot of nylon chew toys that had um, what we call treat pockets. So we put a texture into the surface of the design. So imagine we have a butterfly nylon chew toy and the pattern of the butterfly's wings, if you imagine like a monarch butterfly, that pattern is recessed in the toy. And so you can, it's not only a chew toy for your dog, but you can actually smear, you know, uh, pumpkin puree or Greek yogurt or something into the wings. 
so that it's also doubling as a as a licking product. So our nylon toys are really very, very different. Multi-purpose. Yeah, multi-purpose. We're, we're trying to, you know, we're trying to make people's dollars go farther and, and make a toy do more than just one thing. In terms of, you know, the material, we engineer our nylon material to be softer than a dog's teeth. So in a battle between a dog's chewing and the material, we want the material to lose the war so that your dog doesn't break his teeth. So it is engineered to give way at a certain bite force. And so, you know, what a lot of people don't understand about nylon toys is that they're actually designed to wear down, which is how you make them safe for dogs. They're actually safer than a real bone because real bones, you know, if you give your dog a a beef bone of some sort, you know, that's made from calcium. It's the same material as your dog's teeth. So um, a nylon toy is actually just a little bit softer. So they do wear down over time. That's good to know. And I'm not going to go into details, but I did have a dog that cracked, she cracked her tooth on her hoof. So it does happen. And the doggy dentist, that time, the only one was in Beverly Hills. I lived in Los Angeles, not cheap. And it would probably cost thousands now. This was many years ago. But yeah, so that's a good idea with the nylon chewables. How do you choose the best toy for your dog? In terms of nylon toys or any toy in general? Your toy. So someone's looking at your website. Mm -hmm. Then I want to, after that, the break, I want to know your favorite one. So how does someone choose the best toy? Or let's say the best chew toy, because that seems to be a challenge for a lot of pet parents. They'll sometimes get something that's, you know, too soft. Sometimes, you know, oh, it looks so cute. And their dog destroys it in a minute. So from uh, from your toys, from all the soda pup toys, what is the best way for a pet parent to select the best chew toy? Well, you know, I think first we have to recognize that dogs are different, just like people are different. And dogs actually have preferences. So, for example, I've got three dogs. One of my dogs is crazy for rubber toys and will chew and chew and chew and chew on a rubber toy, but won't touch a nylon toy. They have no interest at all. I have another dog that's just a nylon dog. Doesn't really have any interest in rubber toys unless there's a treat hiding inside, but otherwise could care less. Uh, And then I got a third dog who doesn't play with any of my toys, which is really Kind of a bummer for me since I make dog toys for a living and he doesn't play with any of them, but every dog is different. So, you know, sometimes you just have to, sometimes it's trial by error. Get your dog a toy and see if he likes it or not. And then you know whether they like that toy type or not. The second thing is you have to make sure you buy the right size. So, you know, with a rubber toy in particular, there are three things that that really impact the durability of the toy. There's the material itself. There's the chewing behavior of the of the dog. And then there's the design of the toy. And so even the best designed toy isn't going to hold up to a dog if you buy the wrong size. So you really have to make sure that you're buying the right size toy for your dog. And what I mean by that is, you know, what dogs do with rubber toys is they get them in their back teeth where they have a lot of leverage and then they can saw through the toy. So if you have a big dog and you give them a small toy, they're going to go right through it. But if you give them the appropriate size toy, they can't get it into their back teeth because it's too big. And so they're forced to chew on it in other ways, but not in ways that are would allow them to tear it apart. So um, yeah, so I think you have to figure out whether your dog likes nylon or whether they prefer rubber or plush or, you know, bug toys. And then it just takes a little trial and error. You're never going to get it right every time. Right, and we have to step away for a minute for a break, but I have a question I'm going to ask as soon as we get back. So we'll be right back after this break. How many of you have pets? 
my hands raised. Now think about how lucky you are to have such a sweet little pet in your life, and that pet is lucky to have you too. But unfortunately, there are countless pets out there that don't have a home to call their own. However, Bob's from Skechers is trying to change that. So we developed Bob's for dogs and cats to help pets in need. With every purchase of adorable Bob's footwear or fun, stylish apparel, or even the cutest Bob's pet accessories, Skechers makes a donation to Petco Love to help save shelter pets. And with your help, we've already saved the lives of over 1 million pets and raised over $7 million. So while you're getting style and comfort with features like Skechers' famous memory foam cushioning, you're also helping to save an adorable pet in need and helping another lucky owner be connected with a future best friend and companion. Because happiness is having a loving pet by your side. Find Bob's at a Skechers store, Skechers.com, select Petco locations, or wherever stylish footwear is sold. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back, everyone. We're talking to Adam Baker, the owner of Soda Pop, and we're talking about dog toys. And he said choose the right one. So obviously, are your toys organized by weight or is that a good guide to go by? Because, you know, I mean, you're not going to have a lab that weighs unless it's a mix. But even still, that weighs, you know, 12 pounds. That's not going to happen. Just the same as you're not going to have a chihuahua that's 40 pounds. So size is one thing, I'm sure, because or maybe the main thing, because that's how big their jaw is. There's no alligator dogs out there, you know, that are just small with huge mouths. Right. So, you know, the way we've organized our website, for example, you can sort toys a variety of different ways. But I think what most people do is they they choose whether they're looking for like a rubber chew toy or, you know, in a treat dispenser or whether they're looking for a nylon bone-like chew toy. So I think the first consideration is, you know, what type of toy are they after? And then once they decide that, then they go in and they, you know, on any given product, they're looking for the right size. That's typically the the thought process for, for buying a toy. And, you know, there are lots of other toys out there that we don't make. So, for example, we don't make plush toys. And the reason we don't make plush toys is because we produce everything in the United States, which we're very committed to. And it's very difficult to make plush toys in the United States at a price that people are willing to pay. And plush toys... You know, we stand for durability. The reality is plush toys get destroyed pretty quickly. And their whole business is built around that. You know, buy your dog a stuffed toy, he destroys it in five minutes, and you get him a new one the next week. But that's not what that's not what we're about. We're about durability. That's good to hear because uh, it's up there on the list of most of the emails I get are, you know, what's the best toy? My dog chews through everything blah, blah, you know, that kind of, those kind of emails. Why isn't, what is the, you know, the best thing? What can I do and all that? And plush toys can definitely be a challenge for bigger dogs. You talked about your dogs and the different toys. What is your favorite toy for them? My favorite toy, you know, everybody has different, I mean, it depends on the type. Like my favorite nylon toy is the butterfly toy, just because I think it's, I really love the design and I love the enrichment capabilities of that particular product. And it's quite popular. So I like that we sell a lot of it. On the rubber side, I would have to say that my favorite is um, we did a we did a surfing van and it's my personal favorite, but it's it's you know it's not a top seller for us. It does reasonably well, but it's not like one of the best designs we have. So my tastes don't always align with my customers' tastes. 
And then on the enrichment side, we have, um, it's an e-tray, it's a shallow slow feeder bowl, it's called the mandala. And it looks like a flower. And that's a great, great design for us. But mainly because I think it hits the mark of who our consumer is and it resonates with her. She finds it attractive and it works really well for her dog. Let's talk. Thanks for that. Let's talk also about giving back because your company does do that. Tell us about how you give back. So this is probably true for many pet company owners. We're, you know, we're bombarded with requests for donations to a variety of things, whether it's shelters and humane societies doing fundraisers or dock diving competitions, and the list goes on and on. So, so we very specifically give to two types of organizations. We give to you know, 501c3 nonprofit animal shelters. So, you know, these are nonprofit organizations that are that are all about animal welfare. So we give to those. And we do it a number of ways. We donate first quality product for, you know, raffle prizes and gift baskets and things like that. And then we also donate product uh, to be used in the facility itself. So one of the things we do with Cosmetic Seconds, so part of the manufacturing process, not everything comes out perfectly the way you want. So we can't sell that product. So we collect it and box it up and then donate those boxes of cosmetic seconds to humane societies all across the country. And then the other thing that we donate to, so I'm a veteran. My first career was actually in the Coast Guard and we're committed to working with professional canine handlers. So we, every year we do big donations to an organization called military MWDTSA, Military Working Dog Team Support Association. And Every dog handler in the U.S. military gets one of our toys every Christmas. That's wonderful that you do all that. And I'm sure it's greatly appreciated. Okay, let me ask you this and then we could go into, you can let everybody know where they could buy soda pup toys. Is there anything that you wanted to mention that we did get a chance to? Well, I would just say that I think in the United States, um, enrichment products like lick mats and slow feeder bowls, that's a relatively new concept here in the United States. It's growing quickly, but you know, we sell our products all around the world and enrichment is just, it's crazy in other parts of the world. So I would encourage your listeners, if you don't know about enrichment, that you investigate it. And one of the easy ways to investigate it is like on Instagram, just type in dog enrichment or canine enrichment. You could go to our Instagram feed at Soda Pup Dog Toys and you can see what people are doing. It's pretty stunning. And it's so good for your dog. So that's what I want people to know, that enrichment is more and more understood in the United States. And I encourage people to do it with their pets. Cats too, by the way, not just dogs. Yeah, we got to catch up. It almost seems like even with adults, with humans, they say the more you use your mind, the more active you are with your brain, the better you are as you age. We're different than four-leggers, but still, you know, the more engaged your dog is, the better. For sure. You know? keeps they're entertained their well-being is better it just it just totally makes sense and they're better behaved you know if they're if it's a happy dog and an engaged dog then they just behave better as well right and you know i just want to add to that being engaged it's great when you have you know and you had mentioned this when you had to keep your dog busy um during a meeting it's in great when you can engage with your fur babe that's always great but sometimes the dogs just want to do engagement on their own you know they want to try to figure stuff out yep so what you were just explaining about that's that's truly important where can people buy soda pop products well i encourage you to shop from your local independent pet retailer um we sell to many, many retailers like that across the country. 
Uh, you can also go to our website, sodapup.com, S-O-D-A-P-U-P.com. You can buy through Chewy.com. Uh, you can buy on Amazon.com. The pricing is going to be the same everywhere. We work very hard to maintain price on all the different platforms. But um, yeah, it would be you won't have any trouble finding our products. Well, that's good to know. I want to thank you so much for taking the time to come on Best Bets for Pets and telling us all about Soda Pup products and then all of the great types of products you have and all that you'd give back. So thank you so much for coming on Best Bets. Michelle, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me back. I hope you all enjoyed that. And if you've never purchased the type of, you know, treat for your dog or toy for your dog that's enrichment, an enrichment type of toy, go check out Soda Pup. Dot com. They have some great products um, online and it really does engage your dog and keep them just entertained, you know, great products. I want to thank my guest, of course, for coming on Best Bets for Pets. Thanks to Adam Baker of Soda Pup for coming on Best Bets for Pets. Thanks to Mr. Nikki and my nephew dog, Cooper, who is a He's a uh, Black Lab mix rescue with a lot of energy. He's a little pup. Well, not that little. He's, um, I don't know, probably like 50-something pounds. A lot of energy and has a lot of fun engaging with soda pop toys and choose and enrichment toys. And also, of course, I want to thank everyone listening to Best Bets for Pets. I so appreciate it. And thank you, of course, to Mark Winter for making me and my guests sound great. So remember, keep listening. You never know what we're going to have next on Best Bets for Pets. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.